Today is February 1st, 2022, and we bring you good news on this show. Thousands of U.S. truckers to protest vaccine mandates. We can't let Canada have all the fun. That's right, truckers in the U.S. are preparing a convoy that will travel from California to Washington, D.C. in protest of the mandates. And when they get to D.C., they're going to find a very sad, beleaguered, tired, and weekend at Bernie to Joe Biden as 55% of America thinks that Joe Biden should be impeached. That's right. This is not great. It's what happens when you elect a mannequin into the White House. And let's just say that Hunter Biden wishes he was a mannequin right now because he's trying to evade getting locked up. J.P. Morgan Chase has been subpoenaed over Hunter Biden's business deals in China, and he's not the only kid of a powerful and corrupt Democrat to be under the hammer right now. Paul Pelosi Jr., Nancy Pelosi's kid, is also getting looked into by the FBI. We have all the details on this show. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. Truckers in the United States are getting ready to follow the lead of their Canadian counterparts and form a convoy that will travel from California to Washington, D.C. 50,000 Canadian truck drivers formed a 45-mile convoy to Ottawa this week to protest the government's vaccine mandate. That now requires all essential travelers to show proof of vaccination to cross the border into the United States. The American truckers formed a Facebook group that, as of today, has more than 67,000 members. The page states that they support freedom and they are done with the mandates. The group has not yet announced its start date, but says the convoy will be scheduled soon. Ladies and gentlemen, good morning. Good morning. It is your boy, Benny, broadcasting to you live from our Birch Gold Studios, brand new studios. Ladies and gentlemen, we are solid gold on this show, and we are so proud to be bringing you such wonderful news, bearers of good news. Hark! Hark! Let us bring you good news today. Freedom is as contagious as the Omicron variant of the coronavirus. Let's call it the Freedom Virus, and it is spreading. Nothing that Americans hate more than being shown up by our neighbors to the north. Yes, that's true. The great white Canada, America's hat, the land of ice hockey and the land of poutine, which is just a fancy way of saying French fries with cheese and gravy on them. These people have better French fries than us, and they have better trucker convoys than America right now. That's right. The trucker convoy that stretched 45 miles, 45 freaking miles, 50,000 trucks, the largest convoy in the world, according to many at the Guinness Book of World Records. We will wait for that to be notched in the, the history books, has now overtaken Ottawa. And if you haven't felt the winds of change in, boy, you haven't felt the cold winds of the north. They are blowing up there in Canada. Justin Trudeau still hiding away, still at an undisclosed location, and the people of Canada standing up. Interesting thing brought up just the other night by Jack Persobic, a friend of the show, is this. Why are all the communists so worried about the working class rising up? Isn't that what all the commies have said for, I don't know, now going on over a hundred years? Workers of the world, unite! Workers of the world, unite! Okay, and Canada's like, workers of the world are uniting. And we're saying, uh, you know, F you to fascism. And the commies are like, no, stay locked down. We don't like it. Take your medicine. 
we are, we don't like that you're standing up to tyranny. It shows you exactly who the real tyrants are. The communists never wanted the workers of the world to unite. The communists aren't for the workers. The communists are for themselves. They always have been, and they are in Canada as much as they are in this country. It's why we are so thrilled to be announcing to you that the American convoy is on the way. That's right. We don't like being shown up by our neighbors of the North. We don't like in America when people outdo us and we like the biggest. We like having the best. We like having the brightest. We like being the biggest. And ladies and gentlemen, we're getting clowned right now by Canada. So we can't let that stand. We cannot allow it. And so America is creating their own trucker convoy. Many people have been hitting us up in the DMs. Many people have been hitting us up on Facebook saying, we have heard there's an American convoy. Please find out information. So we just played you that local news clip you can see here on screen. K-A-R-K, local news station. Always go to local news, ladies and gentlemen. They tend to have the best reporting and the most fair reporting and accurate reporting. And to bring you the the, uh, issues that you can uh, trust because they actually have less of an agenda at a local level. Thousands of truckers protest vaccine mandate, and it will be coming to America. That's right. Truckers in the United States are going to head from uh, California to Washington, D.C., following the lead of their Canadian counterparts. Why is that path so beautiful? Well, it's 3,000 miles or more. I mean, it's really long, so the convoy is going to just be enormous. Two, it's going from failed, broken, blue state to failed, broken, blue state. Now, I speak about this with extreme passion because I left Washington, D.C. nary six months ago. Let me tell you what. Washington, D.C. has vaccine passports. Washington, D.C. has full lockdown, masks. Washington, D.C. destroyed people's lives and businesses. The restaurant where my wife and I got engaged at just shut down because Washington, D.C. is a totalitarian tyrant state. If you ever want to know what the far left wants to do to the rest of the country, go look at DC where they have full control. And also about 50% of DC is black. So uh, based on national numbers, it looks like you're discriminating against hundreds of thousands of black people when you put in vaccine mandates on various restaurants the numbers, depending on which poll you look at, but the number of vaccinated African-Americans and minorities in this country, uh, slightly lower by percentage. And so you are in essence doing government discrimination in Washington, DC. It is straight up evil. And I wouldn't be surprised if some of my old neighbor, or some of my old neighbors on Capitol Hill, all of whom were black, uh, we were the only white people on our block, had a wonderful neighborhood. I mean, truly, it was the tyrants in D.C. that just ruined everything for us and made us move. We had a great time up there. I wouldn't be surprised if the old neighbors on our block, 19th Street in Washington, D.C., joined the damn trucker convoy when it got to town because these people are so disgusted by the vaccine mandates as much as anyone. I hear back reports from Washington, D.C. that things are terrible. And last night, in California, or this weekend in California, you have the exact same problem where you have Mayor Garcetti of LA, London Breed of San Francisco, and uh, Gavin Newsom, the governor. All of them with their own individual mask mandates for their constituents, maskless in Magic Johnson's uh, boot, uh, uh, penthouse box, right? At the LA Rams, the Los Angeles Rams stadium for the playoff game, the NFL playoff game. Uh, what a trash heap that is. They were utter, they were maskless. They were partying. Well, they're going to force all of you to wear a mask because it's not about your health. It's about control. 
It's about power. It's about control over your life and the idea that you don't have any bodily autonomy. We've covered this on the show, but it bears repeating. This entire moment in American history is all about control and bodily autonomy. Who has it? Are you in charge of your body? Are you in charge of your future? Is your body something sacred between you and God? Or does the government own you like a master and slave relationship? Well, if you're in California or if you're in DC, if you're a resident there, the officials in charge there believe they own your body. Ladies and gentlemen, we pause our show today to thank our sponsor. We are broadcasting from the Birch Gold Studios here in Tampa, Florida, and we just want to thank Birch Gold for being a supporter of our show. Ronald Reagan, arguably the greatest president in American history, he saw this 40 years ago. Massive inflation that we haven't seen since until today. In his own words, inflation is as violent as a mugger as frightening as an armed robber and as deadly as a hitman. Right now, your retirement accounts are under attack thanks to the inflationary policies of this administration. If you've not yet called Birch Gold the only people that I trust to help you diversify your 401ks and IRAs into gold, then you are missing the boat. Actually, you're treading water without a life vest. Birch Gold has your life vest. Let them help you convert your IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered gold IRA. That's what you want. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with your Better Business Bureau, you can trust Birch Gold to protect your savings. Text Benny to the number 989898 now to get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit. This is a comprehensive 20-page guide that reveals how gold and silver can protect your savings and how you can buy them under the umbrella of a tax-sheltered account. So do it now. Text the word Benny to 989898. That's Benny, B-E-N-N-Y, to 989898. We're so proud of these truckers. Let's go ahead and listen. Clip two of what the trucker has to say uh, as it pertains. The leader of the truckers, uh, the co-organizer, I'm sorry, clip three, the co-organizers of the convoy to D.C., uh, what they have to say, the organizer is... His name's Brian Brazy, and he is organizing the convoy to D.C. in 2022. He was on Hannity last night. We like taking these people at their word, and so let's let him speak for himself. Take it away, Brian. I'm actually a co-organizer of one that we are uh, putting together for the United States uh, to go to California to D.C. The other two guys, they can speak a lot more from that, but I'll say on my side, we are so very proud of them up there. Um, I think uh, many Americans, probably the majority of Americans, are watching very closely to what's going on up there. The truck drivers of the United States are watching what's going up, going on up there. The health workers, the educators, even law enforcement and federal employees are all watching what's going on up there. And, and we're extremely proud of them. And, you know, somebody's got to fight you, this great reset. And, and Brian, uh, you, I think teamwork with our northern neighbors and us, we got it. Do you have well, some truckers are actually jo- joining the their fellow truckers in Canada and they're joining their convoy. Do you have any idea how many rigs you expect from California to D.C. or maybe people joining along the route? And Well, what we're expecting right now, um, I, I don't want to get into too many details uh, 
for uh, certain reasons out there, as you could probably imagine, that we could talk about offline potentially. Um, but what I can say is that we expect it to grow exponentially over the next uh, several days, uh, next couple weeks here. Um, we do have a start date, but we're hoping to start sooner. Um, at this point, we're looking at launching California to DC beginning uh, March 1st, but we are hoping that we can go sooner. Um, at this point, it's a very fluid situation, and we have a lot of groups coming together. Uh, I've been fielding phone calls for the last two days, along with some of the other co-organizers uh, here uh, at Convoy on DC uh, 2022 is what it's called. And uh, we've got a lot of work ahead of us and we need a lot of reinforcements, but it's coming together. It's coming together very quickly. Um, well, a lot of public support on the American side. Let me bring... Brian Brassy, probably soon to be a cult-like figure in American politics, American freedom politics. He is a man standing up for his people, for his community, and for his future. And much like the Canadian truckers, what you heard there is the same sort of echo that if we don't fight this now, if we don't shut it down now, the left always talks about, let's shut it down. Let's shut it down. They don't have jobs. They're not doing anything. So you can't shut ish down if you don't have employment, if you are not a functional part of society. If you're not in control of anything or aren't presenting or providing any good or service that anyone wants, you can't shut anything down. You're just going to sit there and tweet and cry and complain inside of your one-room studio apartment with your cat uh, surrounded by your boxes of empty Uber Eats like all the other leftists who sit there and complain all day on Twitter. Twitter is not real life. American truckers, on the other hand, can shut ish down because they actually do something. There's something valuable to what they do. They deliver your goods, your services, your gasoline, literally everything in your life, including the cameras we're using to film this show, this microphone, my cell phone was delivered by a truck and that truck was driven by a trucker and those truckers are sick of being discriminated against and they can actually shut it down. Now they have a lot of support. Facebook group for the American truckers has 67,000 members. That was formed, and I'm going to quote here from the organizer. We are part of many large groups that believe our founding fathers. We believe everyone has a voice. We support our freedom. Say, help us spread the word about this group, and together we can make this a better place. God bless America, the page reads. That's them in their own words. Now, what we heard yesterday from the Canadian truckers is that this is about their children. And as a father and somebody who was actually at the hospital this morning, we were doing some uh, ultrasound. Uh, we were doing an ultrasound with my wife this morning early at the hospital. And I'm back here in time for this show, baby. We are awake. We've got our piping hot cup of coffee right here with us. We are ready to rock. Uh, maybe I've had a little too much coffee this morning, but it is incredible to look at the majesty of life, the beauty and the spark of life, and to be able to see that. Have you seen an ultrasound? Have you ever been a part of that experience? It's amazing. And when you watch it, and when you see the miracle of life, you realize that this is truly a relationship between God and that individual. A soul with a body. Not a body with a soul. Soul with a body. Something magical happened that science can't explain when it comes to the miracle of life. And science still can't explain it. And it is something remarkable. These truckers are fighting so that my unborn child and my one-year-old, who's running around downstairs, they can live in a free world. And that that free world will provide them bodily autonomy and say that their relationship with their God is preeminent and that they have control over their body. They will not be slaves. They will be masters. Every man a king. 
is one of the flags for our revolution here in America, saying that they, we have no king in this country, and you are a king as long as you are able to control your own body, your own free, free speech, and as long as you have your own firearms, man, you are a king on this earth. You have protection, you have the right to thought, and you have the right to do with your body what you wish. And the best part about it all, the founders decided to make a laboratory of democracy. So if you wanted to live in California, or if you wanted to live in Florida, or if you wanted to live in Texas, or if you wanted to live in Connecticut, you could just go ahead and do that. You can move around and do what you wish, and it is the beauty of this country. It's what made this country so powerful. We are a powerful country, but right now the Canadians are getting the best of us when it comes to trucker convoys for freedom. And it's, and boy, it's, it's hurtful. It's hurtful. I've been using so many Canadian flags on social media, and I've been talking so nicely about these Canadians. I love all of you. I care about all of you. I sincerely support you. If it wasn't for the vaccine mandate, I'd be up there probably covering this myself. But here we are. And so I want an American trucker convoy in this country where vaccine mandates are relatively illegal. At the very least, the largest overstep was made illegal by the Biden The largest overstep of the Biden administration was made illegal in this country. Thank God for that. And thank you, President Trump, for appointing three conservatives to the high court. We don't agree with all their decisions. Sometimes it gets very frustrating. But ladies and gentlemen, without President Trump, we would have vaccine mandates up the caboose in this country. And so we are very glad that instead of cabooses, instead of painful cabooses, we got trucks. Trucks rolling down the road, and they're rolling down towards Joe Biden. As much as Joe Biden is getting the truckers rolling towards him in this country now, which is amazing, he's also getting some bad news rolling his direction in uh, in the form of impeachment, impeachment polling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is brutal. Breitbart.com, 55% support impeaching Joe Biden. We have clip four uh, for the pollster who's going to talk to us about his poll. Okay, meantime, new Rasmussen poll out today. These are some good polls. This is from Rasmussen Reports. Right now, get this. 50% of America already wants Joe Biden impeached. 50%. These are staggering numbers, folks. And they want him impeached as soon as the Republicans take over. Uh, 75% of those surveyed say they believe the Republicans are going to take back Congress. So that means like half the Democrats think it's true, too. And they want him impeached. Why do they want him impeached? Well, 50% of likely voters want him impeached. 74% of Republicans. 50% of Democrats and liberals. 50% of respondents that work for the federal government. So half his own employees want him impeached. And 50% of respondents who are self-employed are employed by a private employer or retired. So basically everybody in America divided by two across all demographics wants Biden impeached. Absolutely brutal. That was John Frederick's, uh, uh, John Frederick's there at Real America's Voice talking about this new Rasmussen poll. This new Rasmussen poll. Rasmussen, one of the most accurate pollsters in the last 20 years, released a bombshell poll on Monday that shows 50% of voters want to see Joe Biden impeached. 45% say they disagree. Now, Rasmussen is the guy who, like, got the 2016 election right. He regularly is the proper picker of Senate and congressional seats. Rasmussen really explained what was going to happen in the 2020 election. 
dude, he was good, man. He was really, really good. So you should trust his polling. Rasmussen, people say that he's of the right. I think that's wrong. I think I need to take a second here and explain that polling often and is regularly biased against Republicans because Republicans are less apt to answer polls and or all cultural institutions are in favor of Democrats. So people are low information and they often just say the path of least resistance when they're getting called. The other thing is that many of these liberal pollsters will call liberals. They don't have as many Republicans pick up the phone. And when you say, hi, I'm calling you from CNN or ABC News or NBC News, those Republicans don't trust you. And so they don't, Republicans don't want to engage in these polls. And so oftentimes left-leaning polls are off by large percentages. And you saw that in 2020. And of course you saw that in 2016, the official collapse of the establishment polling infrastructure. Ladies and gentlemen, right now, what you're seeing in some of the establishment polling is that Joe Biden is down by like double and triple digits. And now you have a situation where it's like, wait a second, if you're still off by 10 percentage points, Joe Biden is like, has 10% approval rating. And maybe you're actually off because you're, you've over-indexed Democrats and leftists, perhaps in low information voters, which are a real problem in this country. Maybe you are really, maybe you are, maybe it is like, not the Titanic is sinking. The USS Joe Biden is sinking. It's like, maybe it's already at the bottom of the ocean. But anyway, not good news for Joe Biden and President Brandon, it looks like, according to Rasmussen, who is actually correctly indexed and calls because people say he's of the right. All that means is that he actually is able to poll someone who's right-leaning correctly and the other polls get it broken. Rasmussen and the National Pulse finds that 50% of likely voters support the impeachment of Joe Biden, including 33% who strongly support it. Goodness gracious. Rasmussen adds 45% are opposed to impeaching Biden, including 33% who strongly oppose it. So, I mean, it looks like you're kind of cutting that mango right down the middle. Are you ready for this? 34% of Democrats support impeaching Biden, as do 50% of black voters. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, listen, if you've lost 50% of black voters, Democrats need 99.99999% of black voters to win uh, uh, in, in relatively any election. Uh, these can be like the swing margins that you use for a state like Georgia. You're toast. You're done. You're finished. You're cooked. Send the turkey out into the garbage can. It's like the turkey from Christmas Vacation. You know when he cuts in and the turkey goes... It's like really bad. One of our staff members, uh, one of our staff members made an incredible meme of that you probably saw where Donald Trump jumps out of the turkey and starts dancing this Thanksgiving. Absolutely spectacular job, Jerry. That thing went insanely viral. Uh, but nonetheless, they're cooked. They're done. They're overdone. Like you're finished. If you lose 50% of the black voters, it's not just 50% of the black voters saying, ah, I'm going to vote for Republican this time. It's 50% of the black voters saying, I want to impeach Joe Biden. This is how much we feel lied to. This is how much we feel abused. And why shouldn't you? This is a guy who said that if you don't vote for him, then you're not black. Well, that seems insane. And I don't think that the pandering from the Supreme Court aspect saying that you're going to appoint the first black woman Supreme Court uh, nominee, I don't think that's going to do it. I don't think that's going to have the intended effect. I do not think that's going to have the, the intended effect. I think that Joe Biden's history with people like Clarence Thomas's 
uh, nomination where he libeled and slandered and wrecked that nomination of a good man and inarguably one of the best, most principled Supreme Court justices. Uh, and then also his nomin his blocking of a black woman uh, to get to a federal bench. Joe Biden did that also. I think this just shows you the game, doesn't it? It's not about skin color, and it certainly isn't about gender. It is 100% about ideology, and they want someone who is of the extreme hard left in the brainstem, okay? Uh, not that there is much of a brainstem there if you are of the extreme hard left. Nonetheless, that's the, that's the goal. The identity politics checkmark boxing, that's just tokenism, and that's insulting, ladies and gentlemen. Let us remind ourselves of the wise and extremely competent, deeply moving and important words of Martin Luther King Jr., who stood atop the Lincoln Memorial. Uh, there is a plaque where he stood right now, today. You can go to the Lincoln Memorial. You can stand right where MLK stood to give his I Have a Dream speech to many, many thousands of people. And on the plaque, big bronze, beautiful plaque there at the, at the Lincoln Memorial, you see the words inscribed, I have a dream. What follows that is the most important? Because everyone has dreams. What MLK's dream was, was where his children will be judged, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of his, their character. I have a dream that my children will be judged, not by the color of their skin, but by the content of their character. Well, Joe Biden would say, well, let's see, uh, what is your child's skin color? That determines whether your child will go on the Supreme Court. I think that seems rather antithetical to free people. It seems like tokenism. It seems insulting, quite frankly. And it seems like something that is deeply antithetical to what Martin Luther King Jr. preached, what he said in his most famous speech. One of the most famous speeches in American history. But hey, that's just me. Let's read back the polling here. Internals are fascinating. When the same respondents, we're talking about the Rasmussen poll, uh, were asked if impeaching former President Trump twice was a good thing or a bad thing. So then now they're being asked about Joe Biden's impeachment. They all, like more than 50%, including black respondents, said that Joe Biden should be impeached. And now they're being asked about Donald Trump's impeachment. Only 36% said it was a good thing. 47% said it was a bad thing. What's more, 56% of Democrats and 42% of black voters believe it was a good thing to impeach Trump. So what do we get there? We get a relatively approximate number of Democrats who want to impeach Joe Biden. I mean, this is like shocking that 34% of Democrats support impeaching Biden. 56% of Democrats uh, thought it was a good thing to impeach Trump. Well, that's barely a plurality. So that's about half. I think that they knew that that was something that really, really hurt their party, actually. Uh, and <laughs> we could do an entire live on, ex on, on what perfect phone calls mean uh, as it pertains to calls with Ukraine. Still waiting on that transcript, Joe. Where's the transcript, Joe? Anyway, perfect calls. That was not, but I digress. Joe Biden is going to get pain at the polls anyway, because you cannot win with these numbers. You cannot win when 50% of the people in this country want you impeached, want you out of office. There was a poll a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, that said that the majority of Americans, the pl a plurality of respondents to a poll that was a Fox News poll, simply wanted Joe Biden to resign. They just wanted him out. <laughs> but these voters are choosing violence. They chose violence. They want impeachment. Uh, and so here we go. 
When asked if the GOP will go through the impeachment if they recapture the House in 2022, 45% believe that it's likely that the GOP will impeach Joe Biden. 42% say otherwise. Basically, and without billions of corporate media dollars being spent to frame him, which is what happened on with President Trump, Biden's impeachment numbers are right up there with Trump's during the Ukraine phone call hoax, which it was indeed a hoax. Uh, the reports about Joe Biden's phone call with Ukraine are so deeply and egregiously hilarious that they made CNN delete the tweets. That's right. You want to know if you have state media, just look at who you're not allowed to criticize. State media, ladies and gentlemen, not very positive. CNN, state media, when the organs of the state can say, delete this because we don't like it, and then they delete it. They deleted the reporting on it with Jake Tapper. They deleted tweets about it, Natasha Bertrand. The phone call that Joe Biden had with Ukraine was so horrible. CNN got the goods on it, and then they deleted it. That's called state media. That's called propagandists. That is absolutely called uh, 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 agiprope, which would be the Soviet word for propagandists for the regime. Man, embarrassing. But they impeached Trump over that. They impeached Trump over the exact same thing, even though Trump released the transcripts and nobody said that they were wrong. Incredible. Biden's problems are all based on his actual performance as president, not ridiculous phone call hoaxes. This is very important. And the difference here, and the difference is important. Biden's problems are despite billions in corporate media dollars being spent to protect him, not attack him. Imagine if that happened for President Trump. L-O-L. Biden's problems are based on nothing artificial. They are the state of the country and his own decisions as president and his violations of the Constitution. Biden is the only president in recent memory who has openly violated the Constitution and is flagrantly ignoring the laws regarding our border security and breaking the law, among other things, allowing countless, th countless thousands of unvaccinated illegals to invade our country. Whew, hot take there. This from Breitbart.com, hottest of takes and 100% correct. Very, very true. Oh man, it is not going to be pretty for the ruling class as we take power and certainly as the guts of Americans become hardened, let's say, as the spine of the American right decides that it is no longer the grand old party. No, no. It is indeed a new party. We are the new right. And the new right is going to function on a very different, a very, very different playing field than the left. And I'll give you a important example. When there was a congressional shooter, a man who was a Bernie Sanders supporter, this man's name was James Hodgkisson. He went and he took a firearm and he shot up uh, the congressional baseball game. And it was terrible. Uh, this man uh, was essentially allowed to skate his past social media postings about how much he hated Republicans and hated Donald Trump got no media attention. The fact that he was a Bernie Sanders supporter and volunteer. This man worked in Bernie Sanders' campaign. Got no media attention. And no one on the right wished to make this an issue. Where would we be in our country right now if people on the right would say, hey, there's a problem when it comes to violent rhetoric on the left. It is leading to death. It is leading to people getting targeted. 
We need to fix your problem on the left. The violent rhetoric. Ladies and gentlemen, that's the issue with our right. The grand old party were wusses. They were weak. They were feeble. They would not use the illustrations and the moments put directly in front of them, including at the barrel of a gun with a crazed leftist aiming at you and firing away. He almost killed Steve Scalise, who is the House uh, Minority Whip right now on the GOP. You may remember Steve Scalise, multiple bullet wounds. We didn't take this moment and have will to power. What will to power would have said is we have the House, we have the Senate, uh, we have the White House. We are going to make sure that the left knows that this insane, violent rhetoric that they are using against Donald Trump is radicalizing people and is breaking people and it's making them snap. And so we are going to fix this now and you you all are going to tone the hell down and we're going to extract political, we're going to extract politically from you what needs to happen to fix this problem. Nope, they didn't do anything. The right actually held hands with the left and saying kumbaya. No, that is a problem. That is exactly what people do who are weak. Now, the new right has will to power. And when there is an opening or when there is an evil misdeed that the left is doing, we are going to hunt it down and we're going to prosecute it to the fullest extent of the law. And you are starting to see the little rumblings of that as it pertains to the leaders of some of the most powerful and entrenched and most corrupt politicians in this country. I bring to you our next story here. J.P. Morgan Chase subpoenaed over Hunter Biden's business deals in China. Hunter Biden, uh, we all know, is extremely corrupt. Hunter Biden, as we all know, is extremely uh, in the... I would say in the clutches of influence when it, as it pertains to the Chinese Communist Party. Now, how do we know that? We know that because there is massive documentation of Hunter Biden's connection to the Communist Chinese as it pertains to billions of dollars that the Chinese Communist Party gave him while he was traveling to China on Air Force Two with his dad, then Vice President Joe Biden. Hunter Biden has a long, long history of taking his personal relationships as a Biden. He is open about this. He said, I would have nothing without the Biden name, and then applying them to his business and getting special favors, payouts, and big deals done. It's a big deal to manage billions of dollars. Just the fees on the management of billions of dollars will get you millions and millions of dollars, right? So if you have a billion dollars and you manage it and you take like a percentage off the top of what you manage, which is how money management works, you take like 1%, well, there's millions of dollars in your pocket for man for just the, the pleasure of managing this amount of money for the Chinese communists. So ladies and gentlemen, we have uh, to explain what the current hot water is that Hunter Biden has gotten himself into, uh, which is a federal investigation into his Bank of China transactions. Bank of China, of course, being an organ of the Communist Chinese Party. Maria Bartiromo will explain one of the best on Fox News. Maria, take it away. We wanted to look at the deals that Hunter Biden got in China and figure out who opened the door and made those deals happen. And I have to tell you, Maria, of the five deals we know of, every single one of them 
points to an, an official in China who has links to the highest levels of Chinese intelligence, meaning the vice minister for state security, who has responsibility for foreign recruitments, the uh, former minister of state security's family himself. Uh, the list goes on and on. So this is not just a question anymore of corruption, self-dealing, self-enrichment. That was investigative reporter Peter Schweitzer with me on Sunday Morning Futures yesterday on the history behind Hunter Biden's deal-making in China. Uh, the president's son reportedly hit with a grand jury subpoena back in May of 2019, listing 15 businesses that he owned, two business associates, and his uncle James Biden, also named in that filing. This was 17 months before the 2020 election, five weeks after Hunter left his laptop at a Delaware repair shop. So this is something that would have been really nice to know before the presidential election. Funny how these things don't make their way into the news cycle until a year after Joe Biden's residency in the White House. Grand jury subpoena was issued 17 months before the 2020 election of Hunter Biden's bank transactions involving the Bank of China. A corruption watchdog has found raising concerns that damaging material about the then candidate Joe Biden was hidden from voters. That's right, because our justice departments are corrupt. They are the opposite. So much the left plays this game. The thing that they tell you is the opposite of the truth. It is truly and utterly wild. They say that these are anti-racist policies, yet they create systems of racism based on your skin color. They call that anti-racism. It's literal racism. Now they call it the Department of Justice. It is the opposite of justice. It obscures information about Democrats, their preferred political candidates, it would have been devastating for Joe Biden to have multiple bombshells that his son is under. I think his son is under multiple federal investigations, actually. Uh, it would have been really nice to know that and how corrupt their family are. But if they had found that corruption, well, you probably wouldn't have a Joe Biden in the White House right now. And well, that would be extremely bad for those in charge. So they shut it down. They shut down the Department of Justice. They use the Department of Justice, which should be blind, as a wide-eyed, open, raging, hysterical political entity and political arm. And that is why you don't hear this type of information. The order sent by the Department of Justice to J.P. Morgan Chase asked for records of any international finance transactions over the past five years, including Hunter Biden or his uncle's name, James Biden. The former business partners of Devin Archer and Eric Schwerin, according to federal documents. Devin Archer and Eric Schwerin. These are names that you would remember. Tucker Carlson interviewed one of the business associates of Hunter Biden, and that business associate said that this family is so incredibly corrupt. That plausible deniability was the only thing that they were going to try and skate on this, and that they were taking money from everyone and everywhere, the most evil regimes in the world, handing the Bidens piles of cash in order for political favors. It's utterly illegal. We'll see what happens. The anti-corruption nonprofit Marco Polo, founded by a former Trump administration official, obtained the filing which targets the financial ties between four men and the Bank of China. The subpoena was issued by Delaware's Attorney General David Weiss on May 15th, 2019. At the time of Hunter Biden and Joe Biden was a presidential candidate. Well, wouldn't that have been nice to know? Let me tell you a little something. Uh, you don't have to be involved in politics very well to know that if this was Donald Trump's family or if this was Don Jr. taking money from uh, evil 
sociopathic regimes that have uh, concentration camps for oppressed religious minorities, well, let's just say I think that Don Jr. would probably have his name in a lot of headlines before the election. I think that Donald Trump would probably have to testify before a grand jury before the presidential election. This is Joe Biden. There are two different rules. We continue to read. Last year, Hunter revealed that he is under investigation for possible tax fraud. He told CBS this morning in April that he had no plans to strike a plea deal. Hunter Biden, 50, disclosed in the probe a statement by his father's presidential transition team. I learned yesterday for the first time the attorney's office in Delaware advised my legal counsel that they are investigating my tax affairs, Hunter Biden said in a statement. I take this as a matter very seriously. I'm confident that a professional and objective review of these matters will demonstrate that I handle my blah, 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 the hubris of these people. No, the only reason that Hunter Biden can take this sort of a positioning, something that would strike fear in the heart, I mean, no one, no one would be this blatant and this obtuse and this cavalier in their finances and in their corrupt business dealings. The Bidens do it because they have a different class of justice for them. Justice is not blind. Justice has wide open, raving eyeballs. And they are hysterical, our Department of Justice, hysterical in favor of their preferred party, which are Democrats. It is a major issue in this country, and it is why the next Republican that takes office damn well better say that they are going to reform that department, push it directly into the Potomac, and they are going to start over. You cannot have a country with two sets of rules. It will break. You cannot have a country with two sets of rules. It will break. And breaking is the news that we found out this morning about Nancy Pelosi's son. Not the only corrupt individual, Hunter Biden. You may all know Hunter Biden, but you better get used to the name Paul Pelosi. That's right. Paul Pelosi Jr. Nancy Pelosi's son is embroiled in an FBI investigation into a San Francisco official who was allegedly bribed to turn a blind eye on a corrupt real estate plot. Why do these kids do this? Normal Americans would never do this. These kids do this because of hubris and because of power and because they know they can get away with it. They make a call to mommy or they make a call to dada and they get off scotch free. It's sickening. If your kid did this, if my kid did this, if I did this, my parents would be staring at me through a jail cell. They'd be calling me on the phone through bulletproof glass. But no, here we go. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. It is disgusting. Let's go ahead and watch Jesse Waters talk a little bit about Paul Pelosi and give us an update on Paul Pelosi's um, a slumlord millionaire business dealings. Go. Last week, we laid out the five families that control Washington. The Pelosi family, one of the most rich and powerful, has a problem. Nancy's 53-year-old son, Paul Pelosi Jr., PP Jr., Pauly P., you know, involved in five business ventures that have been under investigation by the feds for alleged fraud. Now, according to the Daily Mail, surprise, surprise, it's been revealed he's entangled in a sixth FBI probe. Paul and at least three of his associates were interviewed multiple times as part of a five-year scheme involving bribes for building permits in exchange for kickbacks. 
One of those properties ended up being a property owned by Paul's girlfriend. Paul was allegedly trying to get permits and get rid of violations for the troubled residential hotel his girlfriend owned. She's an ex-girlfriend now, obviously. A former property manager told the Daily Mail that the building was a hub for drug-taking and prostitution, crawling with rats, roaches, and lice. Sickening, sickening look there. You can see the slums. It's something, a, a maxim that my wife and I often use. My wife's a very fastidious person. She's very clean. She's a nurse. And so she made sure things are nice and tidy around our house. And she says that the way that your house, the condition of your home is the condition of your mind. If you live inside of squalor and if you live inside of disorganization, if everything is broken and collapsing around you, then you are a broken and collapsing person. That you Start off fresh every day, Jordan Peterson says, by making your bed and by controlling one thing and bringing order to your life. And you cannot have an organized and successful life in disorder and in squalor. And so when you see videos like this and when you see slums like this, when you see the brokenness and the squalor of these kids, the crack addiction of Hunter Biden, the embarrassment, you see the brokenness of these families, and you see the brokenness of these children, and children are a reflection on their parents. And so it really does show you what their parents were focused on. Their parents were focused not on parenting, but on assuming power for themselves. And now they're crackhead, scumbag children, skate on by with broken-ass lives because their parents are complete failures, and these are the same trash who want to say that they know how to raise your kids better than you do. They know what's best for your kids better than you do. I spent the entire morning at the hospital with my wife checking in on our beautiful, uh, our, our, our beautiful soon to enter the world in April new baby girl. And we are so excited to be welcoming her. But let me tell you a little something. Let me declare something very important on the show. You, Dr. Fauci, Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, do not care more about my unborn baby than I do. You do not care more about my employees than I do. You do not care more. You, in fact, should maybe take a second and check out the teachings of Jesus and look at the plank in your own eye, as he says in the sixth chapter of Matthew. Go ahead and check out the plank in your own eye. Why don't you look at your own scumbag kids before you try and say what's best for my kid, before you try and make my kid wear a mask on a plane at two years old. Insanity. Absolute insanity, ladies and gentlemen. It is, it is, I mean, it is just a true bizarro world. That the, ki- the people with the most effed up children, the people with the most screwed up families are sitting there telling you, mandating to you what's best for your family. You wonder why you get trucker convoys. You wonder. You really wonder. The details of this are as such, and I read to you from the DailyMail.com. Paul Pelosi Jr. Uh, and at least three of his associates were interviewed by agents uh, in a five-year investigation that resulted in an indictment of a prolific building permit fixer, somebody who did bribing and illegal activity for building permits. The bribery scheme included an alleged plan to remove permit violations on squalid flop houses owned by Pelosi Jr.'s girlfriend, okay? So this is the family business, the tentacles of the Pelosi family getting involved and getting people essentially out of jail free cards, breaking the rules. 
Earlier this month, the Daily Mail investigated investigation revealed that Paul Pelosi Jr., 53, has been linked to five previous federal probes. Ongoing criminal case is in the sixth. San Francisco permit expediter Rodrigo Santos, a former resident of the San Francisco Building Inspection Commission, was indicted for fraud in November. Prosecutors claim he arranged for his clients to donate thousands of dollars to building inspectors' favorite nonprofit in exchange for city permits. That's how it works. You want to know how it works? How it works. It is so easy living in Washington, D.C. In closing here, it is so easy living in Washington, and then you are able to see sort of inside the belly of the beast, and boy, is it depressing. And boy, is it not exciting or inspirational. You won't find uh, more lurid or low information, low IQ group of people than the people who work inside of Washington. And what these low IQ people all want is the same thing. They want to be cut in on a deal. They want to use their position. They want to use their power to gain and assume more power. It is often through graft. It is often through corruption. Even though this country has wild anti, has what would look on the surface to be anti-corruption rules, man, does it go deep. And you dip your toe into the swamp that is politics and you realize exactly how many of these kind of deals happen. It is disgusting. The I will break or bend the rules because I control the rules. I control the boards. I control the committees. I control the subpoenas. I control, control, control. And you're going to give me what I want. I'm going to give you what you want. And we're both going to walk away. And the little people, the people who didn't devote their life to public service, which is such crap. We should never say that term again. These people do not serve the public. These people serve themselves. I've seen it up close. I've lived in the swamp. For 15 years, ladies and gentlemen, this is how it works. Nobody should be surprised that the kids sat there, Hunter Biden and Paul Pelosi looked at mom and looked at dad, and they realized the game. The game is this. Use my power to enrich myself, enrich my friends, and screw everyone else. In Hunter Biden's case, literally screw everything. That walked, and it's disgusting. Ladies and gentlemen, what's not disgusting is this audience. What's not disgusting is you and me joining together with a soon-to-be American trucker convoy. Man, you read stories like that and you you really wonder why they get convoys. You, you, it was a real head-scratcher. Why are millions of people taking to the streets and saying no more? Well, this is exactly why. You cannot operate in the dark forever. Your sins will find you out. Light will always win. And this audience knows that we are on the side of victory. This audience knows that we are on the side of the people. That's a beautiful side to be on. We're on the side of right, and we're on the side of our founding. Those beautiful principles that say we have an inalienable right to bodily agency, free speech, to arm ourselves and protect ourselves, and indeed to protect those around us. So that is what we're doing. That is what we're fighting for. We're fighting for our children. We're fighting for our country. And that's damn good motivation right there truly is. So, ladies and gentlemen, I will see you out there. We sure do love this place a lot. Love it enough to save us. We save it. We were born free people and we intend to stay that way. God, family, country. Let's go save America. Gotta love it. See y'all next live. Thanks for watching.